thank you for the work of Christ in our life. We thank you that none of us are finished. We're all a work in progress. But we thank you for all that you've accomplished. We thank you for what we will receive tonight from Michael and Lisa. We open up our hearts. We ask you to speak to us, Lord. Um, let us receive from you as you speak through them. We won't fail to give you the praise in Christ's name. And everyone said, amen. Please welcome Michael and Lisa Cook. Table prepared for you. Thank you. Thank you. Go right ahead. Okay. Wow. Lights. It's bright. Lights. Is there? Can everyone hear me? Everyone hear me? Okay. I do not know why I have been so tense today about coming here tonight. I have told our story a thousand times, and um, I'm very thankful to be here. I think it's because it was such a momentous event in my life that I don't want to slight it. I don't want you to miss any part about it. And there's so many parts about it. Um, so I'll just start out. This morning I, when I woke up, I, I tried to, on my ride in, I tried to listen to something. And so uh, something that stuck in my head was a sermon, and it was called, God Goes Before Us. And that really stuck all day. God goes before us. It's just like we just studied Joseph not that long ago, and God went before him. God knew when Joseph was pouncing around in his coat of many colors, aggravating his brothers half to death, he knew that that young child that didn't have the maturity to know when to speak or not to speak, he knew the plans that he had for him. He knew the plans. Uh, and when he was in the pit, and Joseph must have thought, what in the world? But God said, hold on, child. Just hold on. Do you trust me? I could imagine that that's what Joseph heard because he knew, he knew that God had spoken into his life. And I think that's, that's what I think about when I think a lot about a lot of you here. I wonder if you're a lot like me and have come to a point in your life when you think this has got to be the end. This is... This can't, this can't end... This can't end well. This can't end well. Well... That was kind of where I was at a point in my life. I have known Michael. Let's let's give some a little bit of background. Do you do you remember how you met everyone? Do you do you specifically remember? Oh, I remember meeting that person. I I don't always do that. I I can't I can't tell you the first time that I got to meet Pastor Rhonda. I'm sure it was here or something, but. I can specifically remember meeting Michael. I don't. <laughs> That's because you were a that was because you were 15 years old. I had diapers on, I think. That's not true. That is so not true. He was 15 years old. Um, I had I I had I had gotten married and lived in Carroll Courts. Does anyone know what Carroll Courts is? Okay, Lee College Housing. Actually, his oldest brother and sister-in-law 
were in mine and my husband's wedding. We, I actually, some of you may not know this, but I was married. I was the ring bearer. <laughs> he was not. He was not. He so was not. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I specifically remember walking into Brian and Tracy's house, Tommy and I walking in, and uh, I think Brian said, hey, y'all meet, meet uh, little Mikey there. It's my baby brother. And I remember him looking up and nodding and looking right back down and why God allowed that moment in time to freeze in my head, I don't know. You do? Why? Okay. You answered it for me. But anyway, so, so life goes on, life goes on and he grows up and he's told a little bit of, about his story so fast forward a little bit. I'm married. I have three children. Um, I had a wonderful husband, a very big, very big uh, personality. personality, very big personality. In fact, Michael, his brothers, were all very close to my husband, Tommy. And so it was very interesting. Even on vacations, Tommy would say, hey, Michael's running a restaurant over here. Why don't we go see him? So He just wanted a free meal. That's the only reason why. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. But um, anyway, going back to God goes before us, um, have you had, ever had one of those days where you get a phone call or a circumstance or situation absolutely knocks you off of your feet it was a day, it was a beautiful day, much like today. It was beautiful and sunny. It was June 16th, 2017, and uh, it was Father's Day weekend, Father's Day weekend. I, had, I was at my family's house. Tommy was actually traveling that week, and um, I, was, I, I, am, I am not one that always gets their nails done, but my, I have this older sister who loves to spoil the baby sister, so she had taken me, and we were getting our nails done, and, and all of a sudden, this little crazy phone rang, and, and uh, I chose to ignore it the first time. Well, then when it rung again, I answered it, and I'll never forget the words. Lisa, Tommy's collapsed. They're working on him. Get to Cleveland as fast as you can. And in my heart of hearts, I knew he was gone. And I asked his friend, I said, I said, Kevin, is he gone? He wouldn't answer me. He said, get here as fast as you can. I remember I was six hours from from Cleveland, Tennessee, and I can remember just going, God, is this my life? Could this really happen? Everything that I had planned from that point forward, we had just gotten, we had three beautiful children, just got all three of them out of high school, had the world in front of us, had the world in front of us, really. We were 49 and had 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 big plans there in fact there wasn't a plan that I had 
that didn't involve him, you know? So at that moment, I remember traveling here and thinking, what in the world? What in the world? God, I don't understand. I don't understand. And for a long time, this is as far as I could see. Does anybody know how I feel? I know you do. I know you do. There are a number of people here that have lost spouses. There's a number of people here that have lost dreams. There's a lot of people here that feel like you cannot move on. And I remember, I remember um, a moment in time, um, I remember a moment in time sitting there looking down at the casket and I remember thinking God I don't I don't know where to go from here I, I don't I don't know what to do because he planned everything he did everything and God said I heard it he said trust me and this song came up in my heart and he said sing it I said oh God It'll be completely by faith. And he said, sing it. Great is thy faithfulness. God, I can't sing it. Trust me. Oh, God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Can y'all sing it with me? All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. And can I tell you, that he is faithful. He is faithful. And I said, God, I don't know how to go from here. I don't know where to turn from here, but I know that you're faithful. And I know, Lord, that if I know that you have a hand on my life. And at that time, I just started praying for the Lord's will. And I had some friends in my life uh, has anybody ever heard of Voxer? Has anybody ever heard of Voxer? Okay, well, what Voxer is, it's a crazy app. It's like, it's like a, a walkie-talkie. And you can, put, you can put one, two, three, four friends. Well, I had my college roommates who really wrapped their arms around me during this time. And so we had a Voxer that we would get on and we would just talk about anything. Well, at the time it was them checking on me and making sure I was okay, but it was also a lot of other things. Funny, this guy named Mike Cook came up on this Voxer a lot because his wonderful sister-in-law was so worried about him. And so were we. And so I started praying for him. And uh, unbeknownst to me, what would happen? So uh, Tracy, his sister-in-law, said, you know, Michael is 
Michael is going to Penal. And so uh, we were all like, yes, praise the Lord. We're praying for him. And then she would get back on there. He's not going to Penal. You got to pray. You got to pray. You got to pray. And I mean, I am serious doing some praying. So, you know, he, he did not realize it, but he was helping my, you know, I'm, I, I felt like through my pain and my grief, I was able to pray for someone. And so it came the time Michael went to Penal. And you know what? The Lord spoke into my heart. He said, he said, Lisa, you should send him something. You should write him a letter, a letter of encouragement, because he could not, he could get letters, correct? I got to jump in here. You're, we got to, we got, I got to jump in. Okay. So let's stop right there for, for, for a second. So yeah, so she's got this thing. Am I too loud? I feel like I'm yelling. Okay. Um, <clears throat> she's got this desire in her heart. Of course, she's gave you the very much the PG rated version of the story, which is fantastic. But um, I had to go to Penile, uh, just two seconds on that. Yes. Um, what predicated that, and I feel very, for some reason, I well up my spirit and I'm way here tonight to share this. I didn't know who was going to be here, not going to be here. But <clears throat> I was in a very, very bad domestic situation, vi violence. Yeah. Uh, six stitches here. A weapon was discharged in my home, not by me. Um, so that's what predicated, so me to go to Penile. It was all revolved around alcohol, right? So I am not, that's a, that's a whole, yeah, I used to say that would be a conversation for over a beer, but I don't say that anymore. <laughs> but, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I told you, she's the PG version. I'm the, I'm the, uh, so anyway, so she has this desire, Tracy, that, hey, I'm, he's going, he's not going, he's going, he's not going. I was fighting to the nail. Well, the Lord spoke very clearly through my older brother, Brian, and T.D. Jakes, believe it or not, um, within about a 30-minute time frame, and my father, a, a sermon that Brian said, look, you got to listen to this, and his dad called me out in the middle of the service and said, Michael, do you hear my voice? Do you know my voice? So I went. Very long story short, so shortly after I don't know. I'm there for a while. The Lord speaks very, very clearly, audibly. You all know that, Lisa Willis. Well, I had believed it, but didn't believe it. Did believe it. Didn't believe it. Wanted to believe it, but the whole time thinking, she, there's no way in heaven or hell that that goddess, godly goddess, is going to give me the time of day. So I and I wanted to bring my journal tonight, but I forgot it. And in my journal, shortly after that, I said, Lord, and there's a reason that I want to share this. Lord, <clears throat> if you are real and if you, that was really you, would you put it upon Lisa's heart just to drop me a, a, a hey, I'm praying for you. <laughs> Maybe, hey, I want to bury, I, I wish I could have borne your children. Um, I would like to see you some, I don't know. <laughs> you get the point, right? So, I mean, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm, in, I'm in a facility with a bunch of dudes, right? And most of them, I mean, it's, it's, a rough, it's a rough place, man. I mean, it's rough. And, but the Lord spoke, Lisa Willis, and by golly, Lord, I tell you what, if that's you, put it on her heart. And I'll never forget, well, of course, I, I prayed that and prayed that, wrote it, prayed it, wrote it, prayed it. I never got anything. So I'm thinking, oh, man, okay, I must have missed So the that. moral of this story is... <laughs> When God places something on your heart... I'm respecting my elders. You should... You... You should do it. 
You should, seriously, I allowed, I truly felt in my heart, you need to send him something. Send him a, a, a devotional book. Send him a card. Send him something every week because he was supposed to, you know, he was there for a long time. I mean, I didn't ask God to send me a letter with perfume on it. I didn't ask you that. <laughs> I know, but out of fear, out of fear, I didn't do it but thank God isn't it wonderful that God even when we miss it even when we miss it God still goes I know you're just flesh I know you're just flesh but guess what guess what I'm gonna do this for you and let me let me add addendum to that and we didn't really rehearse this so folks we're just real and raw, so that's all I know who I, to be, right? That's who we are. So um, I just figured I'd sit up here and look pretty or try to look pretty beside her. But um, there's a part of that. The reason why I wanted to put that out there is because I'll never forget that was, I remember, remember I don't, you probably don't remember. Let me remind you, I prayed for eight months. God, eight God, months. God, 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 please. How are we going to break the ice? I get, I get out. I come home. I keep saying it like that. I come home. From Penile, and I'm praying, Lord, how am I going to break the ice? What, what in the world? I don't even know what to do. So, <clears throat> post, we're dating for four months. Um, we dated for a few, and, and I'll never forget that the moment that she told me, I was supposed, I wanted to send you something. Don't quit praying. And even if you pray something that maybe you don't see happen, doesn't mean that that's not God speaking. It may, you know what I'm saying? You, you may, somebody may not do something that's laid on their heart, but it doesn't mean that God's not in it. You know what I mean? I prayed, Lord, you know, please, I was really hoping, and I ran to mail call. You know, I knew it was going to get some from Mama. I was like, oh, I love you, Mama. I, I did. I loved, I love you, Mama. But, I mean, I was really hoping to see something from Lisa Willis. I didn't see that, but I'll never forget the day you told me that on the phone. I was driving. Um, and she told me, she said, I was supposed to send you something. I felt, and she said, I, had, I, had, I, I need to tell you something. And almost, it was almost apologetic that I was supposed to do this, and I didn't. And I'll never forget how hard it hit me. I had to pull over. I was weeping um, because I had prayed, you know, Lord, let, if, that's, if that's you. Well, that can be Lord speaking to you and say something. He did. The Lord laid it upon her heart. Now, share, I would like you to share... After the Lord told me, uh, Lisa Willis, and, and I, I call home. I'm, I get 15 minutes every um, week, once a week. I get 15 minutes. And the longer you're there, you get twice a week and so on and so forth. So I call home, and I'm talking to Brian and Tracy, that one, and Mom. The only person I told the name to was Mother. I knew she was a vault. I knew she would not tell anybody. And I didn't want anybody to know the name because I didn't want anybody, even in good motivation, to manipulate dare I say manipulate the Holy Spirit I didn't want that to be the case in any capacity but because I, I knew mama would hold it but so I'm telling Brian and Tracy it was Thanksgiving I mean you can imagine and I'm in a drug rehab it's Thanksgiving and if you've never been in a place jail or a rehab facility when your birthday rolls around man write that letter to somebody um, or Thanksgiving or Christmas so on and so forth the Dodgers won the World Series that day, that year. My dad had passed. It's a, it's a cook thing. But I, I'm telling Brian Tracy on Thanksgiving, 
I said, Tracy, the Lord told me who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And she said, well, who is it? I said, I can't tell you. She said, then why are you telling me? I said, because I need you to pray. And she said, do I know her? I said, maybe. And so she jumps on the Voxer. And I remember, I remember because I always enjoyed getting updates on him. And I'm glad, I'm glad that he told the more than PG version of that story because I'll tell you, I did pray for him. And I, and I, I prayed I prayed for her also, but I'll have to be honest with you. In my heart of hearts, I was like, Lord, if they don't, if both of them don't seek after you 100%, Lord, thy will be done. Thy will be done. And so Tracy got on the boxer and she said, Hallelujah. <laughs> she said, Oh, you will not believe how the Holy Spirit has has worked in and through Michael's life. You you can't believe his whole his whole countenance has changed. It, the words that he's saying, oh my goodness! And she was going on and on, and then she said, I mean, he even believes that the Holy Spirit spoke to him who he was going to spend the rest of his life with. And I and in my spirit, I said, it's me. I could not tell you if you put a gun to my head what the rest of Tracy's text was because I thought and I don't consider myself to be a vain person but I thought you're so vain you probably think the song is about you you're so vain and I thought no no it's not me it is not me and that was part of the reason why I did not send him anything <laughs> because for my own fears I thought oh my goodness why would this young fellow even consider a uh, cougar such as I <laughs> just kidding just kidding but it's funny I wanted to reiterate the part where he had he had prayed from the moment my name was Lisa Willis from the moment he started praying God prepare my heart for her and prepare her heart for me I thought something was wrong with me I thought God why do I feel so lonely why am I feeling so lonely? Does anybody know what the sound of music is? Okay, so I would watch the sound of music and when the scene came and they expressed their love for one another, I would sit there and squall and I would say, God, if it's for this to ever happen again, it's gotta be you. It's gotta be you. So anyway, <clears throat> I didn't tell anyone, not my sister, not, not certainly not Cindy Salanda and Tracy, his, his sister-in-law, I did not tell anyone of that vain moment that I had. I just, I just still kind didn't of send the letter. tucked it. I still didn't send the letter. <laughs> I'm kind of bitter. <laughs> so... So I will have to tell you all, it was, you remember it's eight months from the time he heard Lisa Willis. 
Well, two years ago, today, 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 I got a messenger message from Michael Cook, and it was so shocking to me. I didn't even tell anybody I got the message for a long time. Yes, yes. Two years ago today, uh, at 9.12 this morning, good morning, Lisa. I pray you slept well and are rested to take on a new week. In my prayer and devotional time this morning, I felt a heaviness and burden for you. I just wanted to reach out to you and tell you that I covered you and your family this morning. Our Father has a plan. And is for, it is for our good, even when we don't see it or feel it. It says, all things. I believe and stand on just that. All things. Hope you have an amazing day. And the peace of God wraps his arms around you today. Check, please. but I remember I remember looking at that and uh, I still I still thought God I've been through I've had so much pain I have never felt the kind of pain losing a spouse that kind of loss is not something that you you get over and you don't get under and you don't go sideways or around it it is something when you have a loss and I'm not just talking about the loss of a spouse or the loss of a mother or the loss of a child I'm talking about any kind of loss the thought of losing your health financial loss the thought that you're losing your child to some type of addiction or your best friend or any type of loss like that, you can't get over it. You have to go through it. And grief is a process. And I was in that process, but God, but God, but God. And so that was April 12th that he sent me this, and I did respond. I did respond. 24 hours later. No, I have the text to prove that I responded that morning. I would like morning. to warn your children. <laughs> no, but it was amazing. It, it, was, it was quite amazing, and if, I don't know if, if you had heard Michael's story to tell the story, but God touched his heart, even though he was sick and didn't want to do it, he took a giant step of faith. Eight months after God had spoke my name into his life, he showed up, drove three hours. You need to, you need to share with the folks, this is important too, I think, 
um, what you had been praying. That Lord, if, if all this lonely feeling, this these these motions and sound of music crying and all that, all that estrogen mushy stuff. Your prayer was, Lord, if this is you want me to, to if this is if this is if you want me to do this again, it just can be me yes. and you. If not, you you need to bring him to my door. Bring him to my door. Well, I didn't know she's praying that. Right? Well, I just want you know, I just heard in the shower, full speed ahead, darn the darn the torpedoes. Um, and showed up at that 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 day, which I, and the rest is somewhat is history. But and I feel like there's so much left out there to be shared. I, I, I you know from my heart um, when I think about our story, we've told it individually a billion and one times, and every time there's a different reaction. Everybody either boohoo's or they says, "Oh my gosh, I've got goosebumps all over my body." Um, that's the Holy Spirit, obviously ministering and saying, "Hey, listen." He, I am, he is very much real today, and he hears your prayers. Um, and even um, through the, the whole of the, oh, there, was a, there, were, there were spots in the roads where, you know, some family, you know, thought, thinking, wow, and I don't blame them. If, if, if my sister was Lisa, and I'd have showed up, that would have been kind of well, really weird, like way out in the woods someplace, but... That was kind of a, that was a good joke, uh, Pastor. I'm glad you got it. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Just, <laughs> what I'm getting at is, I, I would have been, I would have been beaten. Hey, what are you thinking? You know, th- there's no rhyme or reason you could expect a, a, a woman that has walked. You know, she's not Mary. I call her Mother Trump all the time because she's as wonderful as as Mother Teresa and is more the beautiful than Ivanka Trump. So I call her Mother Trump. So um, she's walked an amazing life, and I had I had not just bluntly I had not right. So there was no reason that the one that I would even believe that she would give me time of day. So you, you know we I've heard a lot lately whether it's whether it's whatever service our services pastor miracles 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 and believe in the impossible the, you know he you know, god can do things that you don't maybe you know want, even think that's possible I, i'm here to tell you today that he he is a miracle working god i'm not talking about just you know hey let me pray for you to to heal your back yeah he obviously he's he's more than that but i'm talking about those emotional places and times and things um where you've been damaged and hurt i i, I it would take me too long and, and it'd be it'd be hard um, but we, there's wound, I mean, everybody's been wounded and hurt. And, and, and the worst ones, the ones to do yourself. Yeah, it has been in my life. Let me rephrase that for me. Very self-induced. And, you know, and it's almost as if the harder you want to run, the, the further you get away from God and, and the, the harder you go, the, the, the more you inflict pain on yourself. And you get to a point where you're thinking you're, you're literally no good. You, you have no redeeming value or quality or anything like that. And you just run harder away from where... You know what God really wants to give you. You know that we hear all the time He's a good, good Father, and I'll never forget. Sometime in my, sometime during my time at Penile, um, Doctor Spellman. And by the way, in, in your prayer time, please pray, pray for uh, Penile, the whole of Penile, and, and Doctor Spellman. Um, there's a definite medical need there, and, and the Lord needs to move. I don't know how to put it other than that, but she looked at me and she said, <laughs> "You're dangerous to the devil," and I laughed. I thought, okay, that's funny. You know, he's been beating me up for a while. You're dangerous to the devil. There's no way I could be dangerous to the devil. He had me everywhere he wanted me all my life. 
And she, she kept telling me to believe that and to believe that, that, that he is a father, meaning she said, are you a father? I said, I am. She says, is there anything, and we've all heard this, but when it really resonates with you, is there anything that your son or daughter could do that wouldn't be your son or daughter or you wouldn't love them anymore, do anything in this world for them? Well, it's easy to say, sure. But really think about that for a second. What if they, well, I mean, you name whatever that is, right? How, name the worst case scenario to you. Um, <laughs> God, God still loved me through all that and still gave, the whole point behind that is a miracle that he gave me something that I didn't deserve, still to this day don't deserve. Um, and at the same time, he was working in her life, setting things up that, um, you know, she doesn't like to talk about a whole lot, but she is, um, she's got a calling in her life to, 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 for, for grief and help, help with healing uh, folks with grief. But um, she, she, uh, God was working in that, on that side of the fence just as well as this side of the fence, and we didn't even know it, but our courses were colliding. Um, we were actually doing a study recently, and that, who, who was it that was in the, uh, there's 20 miles ahead in oh. the, the brook and the river. Tell that story, because that's, that's kind of what I feel mirrors. What was, it was coincide or parallel lines, you know what I'm saying? But it, was, it, it brought them back, you know, together. The, okay, you're going to have to tell more. Well, it got, Senior the guy was, moment here. God showed up three and a half hours, dammed, dammed up the, the river. Help that, me, okay, Pastor. so that was what, that was the sermon that I was listening to was God goes before us um, in serious situations, and it talks about the River Jordan. It talks about the Jordan River and how, you know, we, we all think about the Red Sea parting. Well, when it talks about the, and please correct me if I'm wrong, when, when the priest's toes touched the water, well, what you don't realize is that it talks about um, where the water was up upstream, where it was about 20 miles upstream is where the water was was damming up or being rerouted or whatever because this was Jordan in the flood stage okay so you've got to think about the timing of that the timing of of them crossing that Jordan and and it God goes before us God the timing of that river in flood stage stopping at the exact moment 20 miles before do you understand that God goes before you and at just that moment that you step out in faith just that moment that he stepped out in faith God had been working on my heart because daily he had been praying God prepare her heart and God prepare mine for hers you know we were talking the other day about and and I love that he loves me so much and uh, but and how how his discretions were those that were seen outward but some of us have those discretions that are hidden that you don't see such as fear fear that paralyzes fear that keeps you from being all that God wants you to be fear of upsetting or hurting people so that you're enabling people to do things those are those are the things that i have dealt with fear of failure 
fear of failure so much that you were afraid to step out in those things that God has asked you to do, knowing, knowing that God in the Bible, you think, oh, God is just the God for the people in the Bible, but I'm telling you, I am telling you, in Jeremiah 1 and 5, it says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew, Mike Cook, that you would end up in a marriage that would be detrimental to you, but I go before you, and I prepare a way for you. I tell him oftentimes, I am so sorry that you had to go through the things that you went through, but I'm so not sorry for the things that you had to go through because I've listened to him on the phone talk to people that he would not be able to have an effect on because who can touch the alcoholic's heart other than an alcoholic? Who can touch the person who is in jail other than someone who's been there? Who can touch someone who has lost a spouse better than someone who has lost a spouse? At some point in time, you have to look back at your circumstances and go, oh, I hate it going through that but God if you will allow me to have circumstances where my pain can have a purpose in someone else's life but it takes a faith in God to know that he has brought you through and I'm telling you some of you think that you have gone through things and it's not for a purpose but I'm telling you God has got a plan and a purpose for each and every person here here. Okay, back to you now. I'm going to sit down. going to sit down. I tell her all the time, I'd be more than happy to be Dave. No, 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 you know, no, no, no. Joyce Meyer, her husband's name's Dave. No. I'd be more than happy. I, in fact, I could be Johnny Carson, too. Johnny Carson and Dave. I'm the, I'm the light. No, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I felt... Uh, in, in, in many different times that there was not a, a, I, I was too far gone and I was the, the black sheep and all that stuff um, but God had bigger better plans than that I could ever imagine you know the, 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 the old what is it they always said more than you can ever imagine or dream or uh, you know that scripture and it Seedingly is so abundantly yeah, it's so above true. all that you can ask yeah it is so true and and um, I do believe, and I think that uh, I think the Lord spoke to me a little bit ago as I was listening to my wife preach, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, all things. All things. All things. It doesn't say some things. It does not say some things. And it doesn't, it doesn't, there's no qualifiers in there. It doesn't mean a lost dog is not all things. I know that sounds trivial, but there's a story behind that. So there's all things, all things he is, you know, wanting to work in your behalf. And when you go through what you went through or go what you're going through today, even, you may think there's nothing, there's no which way up. I can't, I can't figure this out. Um, but I know this, that um, I got a whole lot more than I could have ever dreamt or imagined in my life. And the best is yet to come. I know that. Um, I know the Lord's going to continue to do work. Um, what, what else do we, do we feel like we need to, I don't want to leave. I know, there's so much, Pastor. I mean, it was a three-hour dinner, J. J. Alexander's. Yes. <coughs> and we didn't eat. And, we didn't eat. And, and I think we scratched the surface pretty good that night. But 
Um, what I mean, I, I want I want the folks to know truly that what the Lord had done for us. I mean, I'm giving, we're given a snapshot, but what what else do we want to feel like we need to give out there to the folks to to know about how the Lord did this? Well, just trust God. Being able to trust God. I remember that Sunday that He came to see me, and and uh, we sat in church, and and afterwards, um, I remember I had my grandbaby, and so we. Uh, she usually took a nap, so we came back to my house, and I can remember sitting there in my kitchen talking to him, and and all of a sudden his talk kind of went to a why, 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 and God spoke to me. God spoke to me, and He said, "That's your future." And I had another one of those "You're so vain" <laughs> moments, and uh, and I could hear God say, "Trust me." Do you trust me? Do you trust me? All of my life, I had, I had relied on someone else to make decisions for me. And at this point, at some point, you have to, you have to know God. You have to dig into his word. And I had been doing that because I had nothing else. I had nothing else to rely on. I loved the Lord but my whole world had been pulled out from under me, and I had to rely on the Lord. And during that time, like he said, <clears throat> it, was, it was right at four months between the time he walked into my house and the time that we walked down the aisle. And there were a number of times that situations happened. You know, my children... Uh, one of, I shouldn't say children, my child, my, my eldest child was concerned, of course, because she didn't know him as well, and she didn't, and I, and I had to, I had to go, I know that if I didn't know that I know that I know that the Lord has ordained this, you're going to have to trust the God that's in your mama. You're going to have to trust the God that's in your mama. And I don't recommend people just going out and after four months dating, getting married. But in this case, I knew that I knew that I knew. I knew that I knew that God. And I had to turn, to, I, I turn, I had to turn and believe and, and trust that the God that kept me, that held me in a circumstance I never expected to be in. That same God, I could listen to and hear his voice, that still small voice. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, if you're in the middle of something right now and you are been praying for eight months, you got to think, I was praying for eight months, just eight months every day. And I'm thinking, this is never going to happen. But I, I, and in fact, I remember a couple of times I was sitting in the living room with mom and saying, Mom, this ain't going to happen. Did she say, did the Lord speak it to you? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, well, then shut up. <laughs> Nicely, but that's essentially what she said. She said, shut up and, and don't, don't, don't doubt God. And I said, okay. Well, um, if you're going in the middle of something, and the thing about it is when, when God made it right, <laughs> yes, ma'am. What I did, what? What she did? Oh, oh. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a good, good spot. Um, so I, yeah, I, won't, I won't go too far down that trail, but uh, I mustered up the courage to go to, to Danville, Virginia from Charlotte 
and I was listening to uh, and thinking, you know what? I, you know, I don't think I've told you this, but you know, you know who led worship at, at, at uh, Elevation the morning that I decided to go snag my bride? Chandler. Chandler Moore. I had been listening to Chandler, been wanting to hear Chandler, and he's there that Sunday morning. So I'm watching him, tr- driving and watching, and Jaira, you know, I'm, I'm rocking out. So um, anyway, so I get to the church, and there's three big parking lots, big ones, and I drove around thinking I'm going to find the furthest spot away and just watch her walk in and then come in afterwards, maybe catch an eye, maybe score lunch. So I'm, I am way out in left field, way, way out there. And because I didn't know what I was going to say, I kept saying, what am I going to say to her? I don't know what to say. I've spoken five words to her in my entire life. I don't know what to say to her. Hey, how you doing? I was in the neighborhood. I I don't don't know. What do you say? What do you, how you, or how you doing? I don't know. I don't know. You really wish you'd have sent me a letter, but no, I'm kidding. Um, So I'm sitting there and I can't remember the exact, it's Psalms 129, 115, I think. But uh, Furtick's reading his text and it says, it's time for the Lord to work. So let me back up again to say this. Eight months, eight months I've been praying. That doesn't seem like a long time, but when you're praying for eight months, day, every day, multiple times a day, every time I start to get to feeling some kind of way, Lord, now you told me, I know you told me, prepare our people, please prepare my heart, please, Lord, 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 all that, right? And you go through that roller coaster ride. Eight months I've been praying, it is time for the Lord to work. And as I'm, I'm on my phone, sitting in my mom's car, because I didn't even have a car. What a slug, right? I mean, I'm going to go try to pick up a chicken, and I don't have a car. And I live with my mom. <laughs> could it get any better? <laughs> yeah, it could. I just got out of Penile a month ago. What else? <laughs> what else you got? But God. God, God spoke it. So there, it doesn't matter. If God speaks something, it can happen. He'll, he'll make it. He'll give you a car, he'll, which he did give me a car later on, which was another story. But it is time for the Lord to work. So what I'm saying is when God, when God flips a switch, when he's like, poof, it's time. It's time. I'm going to work now. You look out. Because as soon as that text is read, there's a car out in left field. There are 60, 70 spots wide open. I'm thinking, you know, she's not going to walk 60, you know, way from out there. Car pulls up beside me. It's Lisa. And God's timing. I had a two year old. I was trying to get ready for for uh I'm supposed to be the the women's ministry director. Get there. Supposed to get there early. I have a two year old that I'm wrestling and I think, my Lord, if I can just trap her in that car seat, I can finish getting my makeup on, but I am not gonna pull up to the front door to do it. So, so the real reason is that the, she wanted to finish putting her makeup on. Timing. And God's no one see her timing. doing it. And so I come flying in here. Now, I'm in Virginia, but I know a Tennessee tag when I see it. And not only was a Tennessee tag, but it's from Bradley County. I'm thinking, how in this gigantic church am I going to figure out who from Cleveland, Tennessee is at my church? And so I fly there and start pulling pulling up and I look and I thought oh I don't have to look they're in there I can't see them but I they're in there so I roll my window down why did you park here no he said it wasn't hey how are you doing it's so great to see you why did you park here <laughs> I could I did I could understand it I mean I'm way far out there you know what I mean? And so she's, gonna, she's got to put her makeup on. She, God forbid, ladies, that you pull up the church and finish your makeup. Someone might see you putting your makeup on. You know what I mean? Now, back in your day, Mom, I'm sorry, I'll, that's, a, that's a whole different conversation. Um, 
yeah, so she pulls up, and I'm thinking, okay, I had this cool, cool thing in my head that I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to be Mr. Cool and do everything that way. And then, of course, then she looks at me, and I'm like, and she said, I don't know what, she just blushed. And I get out, I had this figurine, I get out, and I'm standing outside the car like this, like a puppy dog. Got a little bag with a, a figurine in it, and she's like, get in. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so you get, again, eight months. I'm in laying in a bed in, a dr- in an alcohol drug institution. Audibly, the Lord speaks to me so much it scares me. I almost jump out of the bunk. I am the lowest form of dung in my mind. What Satan had me believe that I could, I'm the black sheep. You know, I, I am, I'm from that moment, I'm trying to really paint, get that in your head. I'm laying in a, in a military cot almost. Three o'clock in the morning, it's cold. It's cold in Pennsylvania, if you don't know it. It's cold, right? And Lisa Willis, audibly, fast forward if you can, your brain, get in. What? Right? So I get in. And I didn't know she had a a Braylon, little Braylon. I hear something chirping in the back. I'm thinking, oh, God, she got a dog with her or something. Or, hey, oh, hey, how are you? Right? So then we, we walk in the church, and I didn't want to be intrusive. I just really wanted to, to be really, really DL-ish or down, you know, keep it on the, you know, cool and, and go, maybe go to lunch. And then she dragged me around the entire church and introduced me to every person there, which, if you don't know, I'm an introvert. May find that hard. Was that funny? I am very much an introvert. Courtney, when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I can relate. This is, this is not, although it's crazy what God gives you the grace for the day you're in because um, this is something that is so abnormal for me to do, but the more that, um, Pastor, you've asked, the Holy Spirit is just being able to calm. In fact, tonight I was calming her down. and I'm going, what's, your, what's the deal? What's going on? Anyway. So, yeah, that, that, that was great. And, oh, you know, one thing I meant to tell you, and I didn't tell you in the testament. I know we're getting late, Pastor, but I wanted to share this. I wanted to share this. This was something I kicked myself 100 times over the one time I listened to that, um, uh, whatever it was that day. Um, do you know, and this is important, and, and, and I'm, thank you, Lord. I don't, Holy Spirit, thank you, because I've thought about this 100 times, but I never, it, it just now hit me really loud, hard. I was wearing, y'all don't know it, I, I, okay. I was, I was married three times. Three times. Um, so not only does this, I show up and the Lord says it is time for thee to work. The uh, overwhelming reception, if you will, from the woman that he spoke in my ear we're sitting there, and the pastor says 47 times, look at your neighbor, all that. Then the fifth time, I love you, I'm not doing that crap. There's no way I'm telling her I love her. There's no way, because I will cry if I tell her, if I have to say that to her. Do you know what he preached on that day? Anybody want, other than pastor or mom or Lisa want to take a wild stab at what he preached on that day? The woman at the well. And he referenced one of his deacons or elders that had just recently passed that had been married five times and he was a drunk 
That's what the man preached on that day. And I'm sitting there going, there, I, can't, I cannot handle much more of your love, God. Because one of the things I said to Tracy, I said, Tracy, why in God's name would she even give me the time of day? Why? There's no reason. I'm a, not a very good person, or haven't been. It is time for the Lord to work. And I feel that's a word for somebody in here tonight. And I, I, I really want you to know that no matter what the past has been, when you, one part that I have to say is wholeheartedly submit, which is so hard for definitely us men, to submit and say, whatever you have for me, Lord, whatever, wherever, whomever you have for me, that's what I want. That's, and other than that, I don't care. And when that happened, he began to work. He preached on the woman at the well, and he talked about the elder, how that he had been, you know, for years and years he was a piece of dung, if you will, and, but that he welcomed him in, and he became an elder, and so on and so forth. That moment, sitting there, I'm, I'm fighting the whole time, thinking, why? There's no, you know, she knows my family. She knows me. Well, not know me, but she knows of me and my junk. I, I, we all got junk, whether it's I always laugh and, you know, I always say that my junk is, is like neon letters on my forehead. Where my brother's junk was kind of like, what? That has no junk. They're perfect. You know, we all have junk. Just mine's on display. And I think part of that is because either the Lord will let me get away with anything. Or, or I was just dumb and hard-headed and needed to be hit over the head or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, uh, that, that, was, that was a phenomenal moment in that time. But I didn't reference that. I wanted so bad to, sit, to, uh, to get that in there. But he preached on that, down for the Lord to work. Let me crash the party with pulling up. Let me crash the party by I love you, pastor saying it five times. And then he reads his text and it's, you know, the woman at the well. Um, so th that, that, I walked out of there thinking, okay, Lord, um, just get me through the rest of this day so I can go home and float home back to Charlotte. Um, I don't, what, is there anything else you want to add? I feel led to pray. Pastor, if that's okay. You have anything, baby, you want to add? Please? No, I'm good. I love you. I'm good. I love you. Lord, um, thank you is not enough words for your mercy and your grace um, that was so evidently displayed um, on the cross last Sunday. Thank you for oh, all of the, the pain and anguish and the things you took on for us. We don't deserve it. I didn't deserve it, but I'm so grateful, Father, that you loved me like a son of yours. Father, I ask you today, this evening, um, to extend that mercy, that love, that grace to any kind of place in this church this evening. Holy Spirit, I ask you to wrap your arms around people that may be feeling lonely, that may be feeling needing, that um, <laughs> it is time for you to work in their lives. I pray, God, that they would grab onto that and submit their will and their lives to you. And I pray, God, that um, in those places that we've cried about in a bed, behind closed doors, lonely, 
You've heard every one of those cries, every one of those hurts. I pray, God, that you would wrap your arms. The Holy Spirit would just snuggle up to them and warm them with your presence. I pray, God, whatever situations that they're facing, whether it be financial or heart or whatever the case may be, God, I pray that you supernaturally would perform miracles. You are more than able if you're willing. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity. We give you all the praise and glory and honor and pray, God, that this would reach somebody someplace somewhere down the road and give them hope in the restoration and of, of relationships uh, with you, first and foremost, but with others as well. There are opportunities in this building, Father, for reconciliation with family members, myself included. I, I give those to you, Father. And I again say, whatever, wherever, whomever you have for us, I pray blessing. I speak blessing over this body. I, I speak of covering over our amazing pastor that you blessed us with. I pray, God, you cover her and her home. Yes. pray, God, those moments that she's in need, that she's always so unbelievably strong. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being there with her and give, being her comforter. I just pray, God, a blessing. I pray blessing over this church. I speak it. I, I pray, Father, that, that, that we come in by the hordes, the mounds of, of yes. droves of people would walk through these doors and just feel the Holy yes. Spirit all over them. There's something different, the presence in this place has always been so overwhelmingly strong. I pray you continue to do what you do. You are more than able, and we know that. In your name I pray. Amen.